Are you okay? I shook my head yes and looked up, trying to bring my disoriented focus from the chair up to her face. But the room was spinning. Killed over on the seat, I hugged myself tighter, moaning as excruciating pain ripped through my abdomen and rushed down my legs. This normally lasted for eight to 10 days, which consisted of chronic pelvic pain, severe prolonged heavy menstrual bleeding, migraines and vomiting, which affected my daily activities every single month since I was a teenager. Each year, my menstrual cycle worsened, adding anemia caused by significant blood loss, which led to a blood transfusion, dizziness, feeling faint, debilitating cramping, and painful sensation down my thighs. Although nauseous from heavy bleeding, I forced a smile. Yes, I'm okay. This is normal. I'm on my period. But then I went to a doctor and he said, That is not a normal period. You're listening to I Can't Have Children, Now What? from Tutum Global, hosted by Joby Tyson. If you're seeking answers about infertility and childlessness, this is the podcast for you, using research and lived experiences to solve history's infertility medical mysteries, while courageously taking you behind closed doors to face the question mark for one in five women sharing the same dilemma. I Can't Have Children, Now What? From Tutum Global in Atlanta, this is I Can't Have Children, Now What? I'm your host, Joby Tyson, and that was a glimpse of my personal story experiencing severe painful periods for over 30 years. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I can't wait to expand more on today's topic. But before we get started, all of you out there listening, make sure you're downloading and subscribing to us on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker. And don't forget to leave a review, rating, and share with friends to help spread the word. So today's episode is called The Woman with an Issue of Blood, where I've investigated the history of periods, abnormalities of menstrual cycles, and the link between infertility and menstruation. As I started my research on menstruation, I first wanted to find out the beliefs that were prevalent since the 6th century. Interesting enough, it was apparent that ancient beliefs about menstruation was pinpointed in a time before it was fully understood. Now we're going to move on and talk about how religious taboos can perpetuate stigmas on menstruation. So stay tuned. ancient times, when a woman had a discharge, and the discharge in her body was blood, she was considered to be in her menstrual impurity for seven days, and whomever touched her was considered to be unclean. Okay, let's get deeper in that part. So the ancient regulations created time out for women, periods of separation away from their husbands and other male members of family and community. Of course, the regulations divided the community by gender. But menstruating women themselves formed a community for the period of menstruation. And at the end of their seven days, they went together to the pool for ritual bathing. 
regular and abnormal female genital discharge was considered unclean and menstruating women were restricted from participating in public religious activity during that time. Then there's the infamous story in the Bible about the woman with an issue of blood. Her menstrual flow had lasted 12 years. So the woman in this story was clearly unhealthy, but the purity laws had become an impossible burden for her since she could not go out, she could not touch members of her family, she could not enjoy a normal life, and she was constantly debilitated. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now we're going to move on and break down the difference between a normal period and an abnormal period. Fast forward to today. How is the story about the woman with an issue of blood or with the prolonged menstruation relevant to modern life? Well, there's a reason why one of the most common questions OBGYNs have for their patients is, when was the first day of your last period? Which poses the question, does the length of a menstrual cycle matter? The answer is yes, because the length of your cycle, while not on any form of birth control, can be a key indicator to hormonal imbalances and whether or not ovulation is occurring in a regular manner. Hormonal imbalances can affect if and when ovulation occurs during your cycle. Without ovulation, pregnancy cannot occur. A normal menstrual cycle is every 21 to 35 days, and regular cycles indicate that ovulation has occurred. Long and irregular menstrual cycles occur anytime more than 35 days from your last period. Longer cycles can be an indicator that ovulation is not occurring, or at least not in a regular manner which can make conception difficult. As I explained the menstrual cycle, it also helps to know about the reproductive organs inside a woman's body. These are the vagina, two ovaries where eggs are stored, developed, and released, the womb or uterus where fertilized egg implants, the fallopian tubes, two thin tubes that connect ovaries to the womb, and the cervix, the entrance to the womb from the vagina. The menstrual cycle is controlled by hormones. A period is made up of blood and the womb lining. The first day of a woman's period is day one of the menstrual cycle. Periods last around two to seven days and women lose about three to five tablespoons of blood in a period. However, this is not true for many women. Some women with issues of blood bleed more heavily than three to five tablespoons. As a matter of fact, not only do some women period last for at least 10 days, sometimes weeks, months, and years, but they also experience debilitating, painful, irregular periods, which is not a normal period and can affect fertility. And now a quick break to hear from one of our sponsored affiliates, Booking.com, where our listeners can escape the city and spend your vacation or staycation at adults-only hotels and destinations. Along with Booking.com, we've curated adult-only outings just for you. If you're interested in booking an adults-only trip, 
Whether afar or local, visit www.tutumglobal.com travel for great deals right now. Now we're going to move on and talk about a few possible links to infertility, causes of abnormal menstrual cycle, and treatments available. Firstly, I'll touch more on my personal experience with painful menstrual cycles, which came so often I assumed what I was dealing with was normal and something I just had to deal with especially since my mother had similar issues. However, the older I got, my symptoms got worse and worse. From the confusion of unexplained infertility, where doctors assured me that I could conceive, to the anxiety-filled anticipation of my regular painful, heavy cycle, I was struggling with emotional and physical instability. When I would speak to doctors about my experiences, their treatments were either over-the-counter medicine recommendations or birth control pills. However, in hindsight, that was merely to manage my cycle, not my fertility mystery. But pain during periods don't always indicate infertility, as many women have suffered from menstrual cramps, which may not equate to fertility issues. That said, in my case, due to a hysterectomy followed by my personal research from what I found through my hysterectomy, I confirmed that I had undiagnosed endometriosis and a hidden reproductive health condition called itemiosis, in which I wrote about both conditions on tutumglobal.com in our women's health section. And both of those conditions, a woman may have painful, irregular, and or heavy periods. Then I found out that over 7 million women in the United States alone have endometriosis, and 20 to 40% of infertile women also have endometriosis, which can make it hard to conceive. Also, as I mentioned earlier, irregular periods can indicate that you're not ovulating, and irregular ovulation accounts for 30 to 40% of all female infertility cases. But heavy menstrual bleeding can have many different causes, but I'll name four of them. Number one, hormone problems. Every month, a lining builds up inside your uterus or womb, which you shed during your period. If your hormone levels aren't balanced, your body can make the lining too thick, which can lead to heavy bleeding when you shed the thicker lining. And if you don't ovulate, which is the egg released from an ovary, this can also throw out the hormone balance in the body, leading to a thicker lining and a heavier period. Number two, growths in the uterus or womb. Polyps are growths within the lining of the uterus. Fibroids are benign or non-cancerous tumors that grow within the uterus. Both can make your periods much heavier or make them last longer than they should. Number three, bleeding disorders. Although not common, but bleeding disorders, which can run in families, make it hard for someone to stop bleeding when they've been cut. They can also make a woman's period heavier and make it last longer. Number four, certain medications can also cause heavy vaginal bleeding, like blood thinners or drugs that fight inflammation. Additionally, your doctor may be able to treat your heavy periods with methods such as birth control options like birth control pills, which can alter the balance of your hormones in your body and put an end to heavy periods. Also, getting an IUD that produces hormones is another option that can help lighten your periods. And if your doctor finds that you have polyps or fibroids, you can have them shrunk or removed through surgery, which may also stop the heavy bleeding. Doctors can also remove the lining of your uterus. 
And there are different ways that doctors can do this. One procedure is called dilation and curatage, or DNC, that only removes the outermost layer of the lining of your uterus. It often stops heavy periods, but some women need to get this done more than once. Other procedures, called endometrial ablation or endometrial resection, permanently remove or destroy the lining of the uterus. Women may have much lighter periods or no periods afterward. And lastly, in extreme cases, you may need to get hysterectomy surgery, which will remove your uterus and you will no longer get a period anymore. Whichever you decide, if any, make sure you do your research and get a second opinion. Well, I hope this episode helped you understand the abnormalities of menstrual cycles and infertility in menstruation. Thank you so much for listening to I Can't Have Children, Now What? This podcast series is about journeys resulting in childlessness. It's about thinking for yourself, but also thinking as a community, gathering knowledge from personal experiences, investigating infertility's medical mysteries from a woman's perspective, and the healing of women who are childless not by choice or by circumstance. Make sure to visit our website at ICan'tHaveChildren.com where you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss a show. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating and review. And please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Childless Women. If you have requested topics and questions, visit us at ICan'tHaveChildren.com. From Tutum Global, I'm your host, Joby Tyson. You've just listened to the I Can't Have Children, Now What? podcast with your host, Joby Tyson. If you're enjoying our podcast, tell a friend, family member, or coworker about it. You can support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content, episode transcripts, polls, and more by becoming a monthly patron at ICan'tHaveChildren.com. Thanks for listening.